0: Hockey friends and families around the world, my name is Lee Elias. I am joined with two of my really good friends, Mike Benelli and Christy Casciano-Burns, and I want to welcome all of you to the first ever episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Now, you may be wondering what this show is about. Our Kids Play Hockey is the name of the show, so you guessed it. This is a show for hockey coaches, hockey parents, and the larger hockey community to explain to everybody some tips and tricks in the trade and lots of different things that we can do as a community to better hockey for families and people around the world, really, not just North America. Again, I'm joined by Mike Benelli, a good friend of mine who has 30-plus years coaching experience. He's a very knowledgeable person in the game, and also joined by another really good friend of mine, Christy Casciano Burns. Now, some of you may know her as the anchor of WSYR, Syracuse, New York, news anchor. Uh, Some of you might know her as an author of The Puck Hog, and my kids play hockey, but most of you Know her as the Hockey Mom from USA Hockey. Christy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be doing this with you.
1: I'm really excited. There's so much we want to share with hockey parents out there, moms, dads, and the kids.
0: And then shooting it over to Mike. Mike, I'm happy you're here as well. This is like a really great community. We all have kids at different ages in the game, uh, and you've been around it most of your life. It's a pleasure to have you here today.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm excited too, and I think uh, adding to you know what you've been doing uh, on the social media side and the, the hockey education side, and what Christy's been doing with you know, years with USA Hockey and her own kids you know, going through the gamut of learning to play all the way through Division One college hockey. I think we're, we have a lot to cover here. Oh, We
0: do, and hopefully this is going to be a weekly show, and hopefully if you're enjoying this and watching this or listening to it at home, uh, it's something you come back to weekly because we're really excited about it, and it's something that we're hoping, again, it's going to serve the greater hockey community in a new way. So if you do find this episode and you find value in it, Make sure to share it with your friends. Make sure to share it with your family. Make sure to share it with anyone that might find value in it because that's the goal of what we're doing. But to get to the point of today's episode, today's episode is all about hockey hacks. And it's based off this October issue of USA Hockey where uh, Christy has done a great article and I did my little teacher thing and put a note in here to make sure I could open up to the right page. But uh, Christy, your article in this issue is called Hacks for When the New Normal Isn't all that normal. Do you want to give just a quick synopsis about why you wrote this? And then we'll jump into the topics one by one.
1: Absolutely. Well, first, I also want to give credit to Sherry French. I teamed up with her. She's from Detroit and she does a lot of television spots all around the country. She's a parenting expert and she's also a hockey mom. We connected and we brainstormed on ways to help us through the pandemic because let's face it, guys this is different. Right. It's nothing like last year. Our hockey worlds have been turned upside down and there's a lot that we need to get ready for the unexpected, but the best way to get ready for that is to be prepared. So we came up with some tips, some advice, some hacks, if you will, to help kind of ease your um, launch back into hockey, whatever that world may bring. Um, you know, we saw the NHL get, be really successful they uh, had their own game plan. They did it well. And now it's time for us to come up with our own strategy for returning to the rink with our kids in a safe way. And one of those ways is to get your car ready. So I thought maybe we could start talking about that. Sorry for the dog. No,
0: that, listen, this is what live <laughs> podcasting sounds like nowadays. We're families. We have dogs. We have kids. I expect all of them to run into the show at some point. But yeah, you mentioned it, getting your car ready. And like I said, a lot of these are hacks that are brought to you by the hockey community. A lot of the things we don't do is share and discuss these things enough. so we can learn, but go ahead, jump into it. What, what, what have you been doing in your car? Or what are some of the tips about just getting your car ready to go to the rink every day?
1: All right, Mike, you're going to love this. Oh, yeah. I invested in this.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Yep.
1: And you're thinking, okay. I've seen those at the home improvement store, but what's in there?
0: There we it's go. It's filled
1: with everything that you need because you got to remember the water fountains are going to be closed at your rinks. That's one of the yeah. things. You're going to have to sanitize big time. Your kids have to be able to, you know, after they're done practicing, to, to wipe everything down. So right. invest in some sanitizer, some hand sanitizer, the Clorox wipes, hockey tape. Your pro shop might not be open. And if you need hockey tape, make sure you have it. So fill that bucket up with everything that you need. Um, Snacks, too. The concession stands might be closed. Think about that. So if your kids are hungry, you're going to have everything ready to go. Nice and clean and neat. And a lot of times you don't have a place to change. You might be getting changed in the back of the car. Right. Because maybe the locker rooms are closed and they want your kids ready, dressed to get into locker room. You can turn this upside down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You've got yourself
0: a little Syracuse seat.
1: So, okay, <laughs> you know, did you find tea everywhere in your pockets in the side of your car? Turn it upside down. Now you've got an extra seat. Plus, it makes a great ice bucket as well.
2: There you go. Does <laughs> oh, it for those that, tournament trips. I
1: think it was under 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah
2: so that's your yeah i mean, army I mean knife. I, 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 full, full disclosure <laughs> lee, lee full disclosure too i mean when christy came guy out guy with the article when, when christy came out with the article one of the first things i did um you know i because we're in the car every day and we're traveling to multiple rinks and i think christy even in the article you had the uh, example of a piece of carpet you know for the kids to put their feet on you know outside right. and so we cut we cut the carpet so it fits right into the bucket so it's in the side of the you know inside the bucket and it pops right out. You have the, you have a seat, you have the carpet, you have your wipes. And, uh, it, 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 you know, I've seen in every, I've been in what six or seven rinks. Now, uh, everybody's getting dressed out in the parking lot. You see people, uh, you know, the, the, the hookup barbecues, I think have gone through the roof, uh, yeah. for sales. Cause everybody has them on the back of their pickup trucks. And, uh, no, it's been it's been really it's a really great article to you know just refocus and remind yourself of all the different pieces that need to go with you.
1: Yeah, you just gotta be ready, be prepared. Um yeah. and I I would also recommend that you go online and check what the rules are for the rank because they're right. kind of all over the place. Some ranks let spectators in one or two, some don't let any in. Some have locker rooms, some are gonna keep the doors open to the locker room so that the air yeah. flows better. Um, there's all different kinds of situation. Even though they're abiding by the CDC regulations, you're going to find out they interpret those rules differently. Right. So do your homework, do your research before you go to that rank. And some ranks, I, I just saw an article the other day, um, shut down because yeah. of COVID. Um, so be prepared for that too. Yeah. You, know, you got to be flexible this year. You got to be flexible. You got to get ready for anything because you need to get a lot of stuff thrown at you. So uh, the better prepared you are, the better off you're going to be for the hockey season.
0: You know, I, I'm a, I'm a routine-based person, and I've learned over the last year that there are no routines anymore in this world. Uh, you know, <laughs> and to, to hit on a couple of the points that you said, you know, whether you're going to a municipality rank versus a private rank, the rules are drastically different. In my town, our municipal rank is much stricter uh, because they're following the township guidelines than the private rank, which is has a little bit looser uh, restrictions in terms of, people coming into the rink and parents and as we're both and all saying here what's important is to make sure that you know you're being mindful of yourself but also mindful of the other people around no matter where you stand on the coronavirus it's irrelevant right we're a team we're a family here so you know we have to be mindful of those around us so I also think that we need to go go create a new product Christy of the uh, Christy Casciano Burns Bucket that you pick up, it's got a little lid on it, and it's like I said, the Swiss Army knife, you can pick it up. It's a seat. It's a towel holder. It's whatever you need it to be. No, that's, that's obviously um, yeah. a great idea.
1: Drinks, too. Let's drinks about too. That.
0: Right. Comes in adult I, and junior yeah. sizes. You know, one has juice, one has other things in it. You know, you never know. It's whatever you need, obviously, when you go to the rink. Um, with right. my son, and again, we all have uh, had kids go through the game at different ages. My, my, mine, I have the youngest kids in this, in this uh, group here. And uh, one of the things I'm lucky, I guess, is that our rinks are pretty close to my house. So I've actually set up a little locker room in my garage for my son. And we get dressed in there before we go to the rink. It just takes out that uh, having to go to the rink to get dressed. But even then, I still have all the safety measures taking uh, place. You know, we, we do everything right before we go to the rink to follow those guidelines. So um, again, right. another reason why we have to communicate because every person's situation in this pandemic uh, when going to the rink is different. If you can go to the rink at all. So I think that's great. Um, you know, the next, the next part we're kind of alluding to this is staying safe with good habits and keeping your equipment clean. Now, this is a funny one because this is definitely one every parent and player knows we should have been doing this anyway for the last thousand years, uh, but it happens pretty rarely. But let's just go over some of the tips to keep your equipment clean because let's be honest, uh, the way this virus is transmitted is through, you know, liquid droplets. We know that and the kids are sweating. So it's very important nowadays to keep your equipment clean. So, Christy, why don't you run us through that section, just some of your quick tips for doing that real quick.
1: Well, first of all, you never want to let wet hockey equipment sit in the bag. You, shouldn't have been, you should never do that because right. it can also – there's a concern not just for COVID but MRSA as well. You know, the nice. bacteria likes to grow in that wet, sweaty equipment. So, you know, everything can be washed in the washing machine except, of course, for the helmet and the skates – um, so peel it off, get in a, a routine to wash that gear as often as right. you can. Um, I also uh, invested in some helmet pad wipes for the chin strap and just kind of wipe down the helmet um, when she's done playing. Um, another good trip. For your hockey bag, I, I don't know if your kids, but everything's kind of like at the bottom of the hockey bag, right. the tape. Um, you're, they're going to need wipes now. And uh, the mouth guard, scissors for their uh, hockey tape. If you invest in a toiletry bag, um, you put everything in there, zip it up, <clears throat> and it's okay if it floats to the bottom of the bag. It's going to stay nice and clean and easy to find. Right. Another organization tip. Um, Mike, how often do you wash the gear? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: so my wife and I have an argument all the time because I may, I may put it out in the sun and, you know, listen, it'll, it'll get, it'll just, the sun will kill it. Right. So, but that's, you know, that's pre, that's all, that's, uh, you know, eight, eight months ago, If there is certainly, um, if there is sun, but you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm always, listen, I was, uh, you know, I think up until recently, I was just, you know, look at them, clean your jerseys, hang them up, everything else, you know, put them on a hanger. But I think when you have kids, it changes, everything changes when you have children in the house and you have, you know, hygiene issues and you want to make sure that the kids are not only clean, but, that, that that it's also a great time because you as a parent can inspect equipment you could make sure you know when you take helmets out like chris is saying you're washing them you know when there's a screw missing or the chin strap is broken or shin guard might be loose you know it's a really great way to have those little checkpoints right uh, because you know a lot of us like I, you know even my son you know he wasn't in hockey gear for five months so all of a sudden he goes for his first session and his shin guards are two inches too small and the gloves don't fit and so there's a, there's a lot of pieces of safety in there as well as, as far, you know, even even uh, over and above the hygiene and the cleanliness issue.
1: Right. And you're, you're definitely going to cut down on the smell if you get into that routine of, of washing it. That, that's a rule number one. Don't let that wet gear sit in the bag because that's what makes it smell. I can't even describe.
2: <laughs> we all know the yes, smell. Right. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> right, I can right. put put a label on it because it's just it's pretty horrific you know i think
2: that's got i think that's got to be a tagline when you sell a car you know uh when you use car if it's from a hockey parent you have to there has to be some kind of warning label you know on there somewhere (laughs) yeah my son
1: would get upset every time i watched it because he he he, you know to him it was a badge of honor right i was just
2: going to say
0: that
1: right i earned that
0: no. Yeah. There, there, there are right, those out right. there that claim to love it, but, but at the end of the day, nobody yeah. really loves it. It, it. It's just, it's a, it's a sensory thing. You know, what's funny is that um, I see this kind of time period as an opportunity with equipment because uh, Christy, you alluded to this. There's lots of other things that you can get from your equipment um, that have always been there, you know, and, and right. it's one of those things until you get a rash, Or until you accidentally get something from your equipment because you don't take care of it, you don't think twice about it. So the way I look at this as a parent is this is an opportunity to kind of reset that with my kids and be like, hey, listen, moving forward forever, um, we're going to be taking better care of how we clean our equipment. Um, I know another great tip um, is to fill up the bathtub with water. uh, Go online research the soaps or the detergents. It's usually just a laundry Mm -hmm. detergent you can use put it in the bathtub and let your gear sit there for 24 hours. Two things will happen. They will come out smelling great and you will see a color of water that you have never seen in your life because the sweat just pours out of the pads and you will be thankful right away of like, I can't believe I was skating in that or my kids were skating in that. Um, But that's something I, I, I recommend at least twice a season minimum to do just to get some of those toxins out of your pads. But again, it's as simple as just filling up a bathtub, putting in detergent, um, again, this is one you can go online and, and talk to the larger community about what you've done to pe- keep it clean. Um, but yeah. uh, wh- one more quick tip
1: I'm is – um, I'd right. rather not see it and be reminded.
0: Right, there you go. <laughs> <I> know, some <laughs> people need that strong visual of, wow, that's not what I was expecting. Um, <laughs> yeah, also, also uh, Under Armour, undergarments, um, jerseys, yeah. and socks. you should be washing them every single time you play now that's not something you want to just hold on to till the next practice um you can't go wrong with washing that after every practice
1: right um Um, go ahead about the distancing because we talked about the ring and i think you need to sit down with your kids and remind them that they need to prep what they're doing in school now with uh the markers and one way you're going to see that at the rinks too you might enter one way of the rink. There's right. going to be marked on the floor. You have to distance on the bench. I think you need to explain all that to your kids too before they go back. Um, just so they have an understanding and, and they're going to be on board with it because it really is going to take all of us doing our part if we want to keep our rinks open. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and you want to
0: do that with a smile, which is going to segue us right into the next segment, which is prep with positivity and you know have some gratitude. The fact that um, we can play hockey. One of the parts I loved about your article – Christy, with this part is that you said, you know, the world is completely different now because of this. It has completely changed. Um, and, but we have to tackle that together, right? It's, it's an opportunity in the sense of go with the right attitude. If, if we do a woe is me attitude, it's going to be miserable going to the rink. And if you're a parent, you'll pass that on to your kids inadvertently. So why don't you jump into that a little bit about just what you mean by prep with positivity and having some gratitude at the rink.
1: All right. I mean, no doubt this is going to be difficult. Um, It's already stressful enough being a hockey parent. We get that. Um, And now add COVID to the factor and it's, you know, our stress level just goes up a couple of notches. And I get that. But you need to stay positive because just look at it this way. Any day that you can be on the ice is a great day. Right. So just remember that.
0: Yeah, totally agree with you. You know, I remember when the NHL was coming back. And people were, you know, daring to complain in the method in which it was coming back. I was like, hey, we've got hockey. Let's not, let's not argue about that. Or when my team got eliminated, I said, there's hockey on in August. I'm happy. I'm not, I'm not complaining. You know, Mike, Mike, how have you tackled this with your family?
2: Yeah, no, we certainly have changed. I mean, you know, just the, just the routine of, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes to get to the rink early with the kids and, and have all that time, that bonding time with the family. So we've gone to a lot of virtual Type of coaching, uh, oper- you know, telling the kids, you know, are, in our particular rink, we can't come into the building um, for uh, 15 minutes prior. And you have to be 15. You know, have to be out of there 15 minutes when you get off the ice. So you don't have that same, you know, opportunity to talk with the kids you coach. But I think for our individual family and, and my my two boys, um, you know, really just the, the, you know, taking your equipment out, putting the the laundry part in one area, the you know the, the equipment hung up on the the hockey dryer in the other, you know, checking your blades, checking, you know, a, a big thing was it's, it's skates. You know, these kids are putting their skates on outside with uh right. you know, they're, they're nicking them a lot more. They're walking around the rink more. They're not in locker rooms. They're not in like a 10 foot area of going on the ice and off the ice. So just being, you know, it's being safe, prepared, um, but being positive. I, I agree. It's, it's one of the things I liked about the article was, you know, just a reminder that, you know, how lucky we are that our kids get to be in a situation where they're active, uh, they're with friends, um, you know, they're, they're with like minded families that, that right. want to, you know, hopefully want to keep their kids safe as well. And, um, and, and really, for me as a hockey developer, uh, it's been like a really a blessing. It's actually more opportunity for kids to have more practice, more development, more, you know, more control over uh, getting them better individually uh, than worrying about, you know, traveling, you know, two hours to play 15 minutes of hockey. Right. right. And uh, so that's changed as
1: well. Yeah, got to look for those silver linings. And look, at I mean, if anybody had told you a year ago that the Stanley Cup would have been played at the end of September with zero (laughs) fans and that Tampa Bay would have beat the Dallas Stars, you would have thought they were crazy, right?
0: Right, right. (laughs)
1: Here we are. And we make the best of it. And I think all of us coming together, supporting each other and staying positive and reminding our kids, this is a wonderful, this can be a really wonderful time in your life if we just um, remind each other of that and how lucky we are um, that we get a chance to um, do this together as a family.
0: Right, and and Christy, building on your point, uh, you know, we easily forget, I think, as adults and parents sometimes, how much our kids need that interaction with their friends and with their hockey team and that they've been in deep isolation uh, as well as we have. And, you know, to see the smile on my, my son's face or my daughter's face when she watches my son, who she's gonna play soon too, with the other kids. I mean, it's, you can tell it's just something that they need. And then you also said family, right? This is very much a team effort, everything we're doing. We've been alluding to it the whole show, that one of the big problems in the hockey community is that we do not communicate with each other enough as a larger community. You might do that with people on your team, but the truth is in the digital age, and one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is to get this information out there. And it's another big part of your article, which was you know communicating with each other to share what's working. So I wanted to let you comment on that because you wrote it, but that's the larger point, right, is that we need to be able to communicate with each other, use the forums that are available to us, and making sure that the best information is getting out there so that we can all share it.
1: Right. And and, and call your hockey friends up and see if they're okay. You know, you guys... We can be good support networks to each other. We're all going through the same things. And, um, you know, I would always, if there was a mom who, you know, couldn't get their kid to the ring because, you know, she's going to be at work late or can't get dinner on the table, there are ways that we can help each other out. The hockey community is the best community, sports community, um, hands down. Absolutely. And um, here's our chance to prove that again. Um, We got to step up a little bit more during this COVID era. But uh, you know what? It's better than, you know, getting checked and laying on the ice. If you if you don't get up again, you're never going to score. That's
0: right. So, that's a great <laughs> analogy. Just remember that.
1: Yeah. These are uh, – look for those silver linings, and they're there. Sometimes you got to look a little harder.
0: Right. There. Well, especially during this time, you know, and, and that's actually a perfect segue to the final kind of topic, which wasn't in the magazine, but we all wanted to talk about, it, which is silver linings and life lessons and, and – you know, resolve in the face of adversity, you know, how you mentally approach this time period really is everything, you know, and I like to find different anchors. So for myself, this is not something I would necessarily say to my kids, but for myself, when I look at this, you know, we're, we're coming up on a year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a minimum of a year before we even think about being in the clear with this thing. And I said, man, that's a year of my life. And then I think about Like World War II, you know, four years for the soldiers and the families of America during that time. That really anchors me in the sense of like that's not happening, right? This is we have to stay in our homes and watch television, (laughs) among other things. And again, there's lots of things going on in the world right now that are important and that deserve attention. But this is also a major opportunity as a parent or as a coach to teach the kids resolve, to teach them. Yes, we're going up against something right now as a nation, as a world. We have to stand up on our feet. Going back to the point you just made a few minutes ago, and move forward together. And that is such a huge life lesson. We use the game as a metaphor all the time for life, right? I always say hockey is a vehicle for your growth. If you get knocked down, you get back up. You lose the game, you try harder. Well, now we're in a real life situation where we have to do that. So, just reverse the psychology on that and make sure the kids know. Yes, you know we're we're fortunate to be able to go to hockey. And we need to give our best right now because that's what's deserved right now. Are you, are you both you know, doing that with your kids? Is that a message that you think should be on the larger scale?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I had a conversation with Sophia. She's away at college. And it's frustrating because um, she just got word that um, she was gonna come home for Thanksgiving. The college plan was come home for Thanksgiving, start the season in January. Well, now because they have they finally have ice time, um, they want the athletes to stay <laughs> till mid-December. Yikes. So she's not coming home for Thanksgiving. And that hurts my heart. Right. Um, and we weren't planning on that. I was really hoping that, you know, we could spend the holidays together. So, you know, we're we're readjusting. Okay, so maybe I take a trip to Vermont <laughs> for Thanksgiving. That's okay. We spent a lot of Thanksgiving's uh On the road, Um, I'm sure you guys know about the Thanksgiving tournaments. They're very popular. So, and you know, it it was tough for her, too. But um, there's no one going to be on campus because it's just going to be the athletes up there. So um, it's going to be kind of a scaled-down version of college because it shuts down. There's no one there. Uh, But Vermont has a rule that you can't leave the campus and then come back more than once. So She's got one set. She'll be home for Christmas, and that's it. Okay. Big blow to all of us. We're disappointed, but we're going to figure out how to, um, how to make it work. We'll FaceTime. We'll go see her. We'll bring a turkey on the road. We'll do whatever it takes. We're a hockey family. We adjust. Right. Yeah.
0: No, I love that. And then you find a way, <laughs> and right?
1: A, if she gets a season in January, it's going to be all worth it.
0: So, there you go. You know. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's first off, Christy, thanks for sharing that story. That's, that's, uh, Tough, but like I said, that's the reality in twenty
1: twenty. I saw some raw there. I'm still trying to process it myself. So
0: no, it was real. It was authentic. That's the whole point, right? And then, you know, Mike, on your end, again, you you you're, you work with organizations, and you've probably seen this from every place that you've worked, and even with your own family, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, those intangibles are are, are great now. I mean, you know, t- trying to, the perseverance and 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 you know, just uh, time management and, uh, you know, having kids understand that, you know, to Christy's point about the whole article that you need to prepare, that you need to, you know, have your bag packed that that maybe pro sharps aren't open and you can't get into certain areas at the same times. I mean, a lot of limited, uh, you know, time even to get food, you got to really think about, you know, uh, well, you know, I got to get to practice and after practice, I got to pack food for my kids. I have a teenager that eats all the time. So, you know, it's like, you know, so, you know, <laughs> dinner before practice ain't cutting it anymore. You know, I need to make sure that we have a nutritional value meal that they can have uh, before and after and, and during competition. And that takes planning where before they maybe took a little less planning. You, know, you could just pop out, get something to eat, pop back in. So definitely, you know, all of those skills that we that that, Lee, that you talked about that we want to teach our kids through the sport. And, and, and certainly in this in this situation, it's hockey. Right. Um, you know, is really exemplified even more now because we have to do that much more thinking and and planning ahead of time.
0: Well, I I think the hockey community can take this on, Christy. You had said that as well. And look, it's up to all of you watching and listening. You can look at the coronavirus as an obstruction, which it is, or you can look at it as an opportunity, especially as a parent, right? It's take action. That's what the game is all about. The game is all about capitalizing on missed opportunities by the other team. Well, life is giving us one of those right now. Let's get the puck and run wow. with it. That's, the, that's the hockey metaphor for the day, I guess, if you want to look at that. But, Christy, I want to say it was, it was a phenomenal article. It was very timely. Uh, but as as we know here, this is something you do every single month in USA Hockey Magazine, and we wanted to give you a chance to make sure we tease uh, next month's issue because we got some good stuff coming there, which will also help families during a time period where ice may be limited or not there at all. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's, about what's coming in? Yeah, I'm
1: in kind of excited about the next one. Um, <laughs> I love the props. Mike gave me inspiration. All
0: right, <laughs> there you go. It's about
1: not ice hockey, but... Floor hockey! There we go. <laughs> with a bigger That's stick. That's
0: perfect. With a bigger
1: yeah, yeah. stick. It's like the Um, So Mike Benelli actually inspired me on this. He contacted me, and I was kind of struggling for ideas. Um, with the magazine team, we do a lot of collaboration. They welcome any ideas from me if there's something timely. And you know, I'm connected with a lot of hockey parents around the country. I kind of try to put my pulse on what the hockey, hockey parents are thinking, feeling, and experiencing, and write about that. Um, so I wanted to do something a little different. So I reached out to Mike, and I said, hey, Mike, you uh, have any good ideas for articles? He said, have you ever done one on floorball hockey? And I said, I love it. Let's team <laughs> right. up on this one. And we did. And uh, I'm, I'm hearing it came out great. So I'm very excited about it. <laughs>
0: No, I can't wait to that. see this. And and to tease it myself as a coach and a and a former player, I can tell you all out there that floorball probably has been the best tool for building my hands as a player and and the kids that I have coached. I don't I've never found anything quite as good as that and uh, Mike I should give you a few seconds to tease it but don't give away the farm we want people to read the article here right
2: <laughs> yeah no no I think Christy, you know I think I think she uh, you know the way she asks her questions and I think the, really what I love about her articles all the time is the ability for her to go out and find different people in, in, right. in different areas of not only the country but even different perspectives about how the how the sport or, or her article is working for them and their families and their and their kids and that's really you know where where you know really, where I went with this was just you know it's a great opportunity now that you know we're not we have to find alternate ways to 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 learn and teach and and more importantly, we got to get the kids active they you know and, and it's one of those things where you can go in your driveway, your living room the den you know, you know a empty an empty warehouse, and you can right. be playing you know hockey and I think uh, christy will will you know I think she had a lot of great points in uh in her questions and and hopefully uh, when you read the article you'll you'll find some inspiration to use. Floor hockey and alternate training hockey techniques uh, to not only enhance your skill development but just enhance your activity.
1: Yeah. Right, and, and I really hope it'll help um, communities develop floorball hockey programs, especially in schools. Uh, my kids were fortunate that um, the school that they went to did offer that, and they ended up being gym class heroes.
2: <laughs> right, right. Lee, Lee and I actually did a did a uh, an yeah, interview with uh, Luke. Lu-
1: like everyone went, you know, like in dodgeball, you get picked last no right. They were always
2: yeah, they were the first ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the hockey kids. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I want yeah, Lee- on my team, the gym class hero that day when they played floorball hockey. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Right. Lee, Lee and I, we were, I was saying earlier, Lee and I did a, a, a program with Lou Vero and, uh, you know, just uh, talking about hockey. And he, he was like, he's the first one. He's like, you got to get hockey in school. Every school, if every school in America had hockey, you know, we'd be soccer. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that's where this, this, you know, that, that focus of my focus originally was for skill development for hockey players. And it really just evolved into access and you'll find out more about it. And I think, uh, and and we'll talk about it, but I think it's, uh, you know, just a great opportunity for, for families and coaches and organizations to just see a different perspective of being outside the oval of the ice rink. And, and being in a different environment to, to develop the sport.
1: right? Especially now when um, access to rinks are so limited.
0: Right. Right. You know, Mike, you were teasing before about playing it outside. I was going to say playing in the kitchen when you're cooking, playing in the bedroom, when you're sleeping, playing in your office, when you're trying to work anywhere, they want to <laughs> play, they can play, but no, make sure you take a look for that in next month's edition of USA hockey magazine behind the glass with the hockey mom, Christy Casciano Burns. Uh, look forward to your articles. Every single month. And again, we're going to have another podcast to follow up on that. So if you like these stories that you heard today, just wait because we got some ones that go out to Western Canada. We got ones that involve NHL players. We've got stories that, uh, about how football and off-ice hockey obviously are a really great tool set nowadays and very, very needed in today's in world.
1: me and my MacGyver bucket are going to have a great road trip <laughs> to Vermont.
0: Yeah, Keep an eye out for that local Lowe's or Home Depot, the Christy Casciano Burns bucket of hockey tools and tricks and trades. uh, Patent that here today (laughs) on this show. Um, But I want to thank both of you for being here today. We're looking forward to doing this podcast moving forward. Uh, If you want to contact us, visit ourkidsplayhockey.com or make sure that you comment below. Wherever you're watching this or listening to this, let us know what you think. We'll have people monitoring the channels all the time to make sure that we can communicate. We want to build that community. We want to build the interaction. This is absolutely a show. If you have questions, concerns, comments, anything that you want us to discuss on this show, make sure that you let us know because we're going to do it. Uh, For Christy Casciano-Burns and Mike Benelli, I am Lee Elias. Thank you so much for watching this pilot episode of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.